Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 71, which we are recording on Tuesday, September 16th, 2014. How are you, Charlene? I am doing good. It's a nice sunny day in Santa Cruz. We have Indian summer weather upon us, which means it's hot and there's no air. No, it's very still is what I should say. There's no breeze. Yeah, we have the doors and windows open, so there may be some bird ambient noises. noises. Charlene has very friendly hummingbirds. I don't think they're likely to come in the house, but <laughs> I hope that I get to see a few while I'm sitting here. I actually noticed that one of my feeders needs to be refilled, so you may not see any at that feeder. <laughs> well, I can't see the feeder from here. Oh, okay. They, they float around. They actually land here in Charlene's yard, which I just love it when they land. Yeah. They almost never land in our backyard, so... I like that. There's yeah, something. every once in a while we'll get multiples. And right now, obviously, because seasons are changing, a lot of their natural food is going away. So we're having a lot more visits right now. To the I've feeders. Noticed. Yeah. My mom just got a feeder, and now I want to get one too because <laughs> I don't want them to go away because yeah. all of the plants are yeah. done with their blooms. Yeah. So I love them. All right, so what are you wearing? I am wearing a pattern that as I... As I was looking through my notes, Gail and I realized that I never talked about this in my finishing, in our finishing segment. I talked about knitting it and I knit it very quickly. So somehow it skipped the finishing segment. I finished it just a few, couple of weeks ago, actually about a month ago now. And it is called Literally Over the Top. And the pattern is by Megan Williams from the Stockinette Zombies. And it is a tank top knit bottom up in the front, up across the top, across the shoulders, and then down in the back. I think I talked about this construction right after I had started it, how I used to make crochet tops like yes. that. So it's a fun, easy construction and very fast. Well, and there's also no sleeves. It's a sleeveless top. <laughs> so it was very fast. I knit it in about a week. And I knit mine in the Knit Picks Lindy Chain yarn, which is 70% linen and 30% cotton. And I found out that this is so far my favorite linen yarn that I've knit with. That's great. I really liked it. I, I would like to make another top like this and even maybe another one in another color. Probably won't do it right now because as we mentioned the seasons are changing although it's still very warm here but i probably won't make one right away but i really love this top well it would Absolutely look so pretty it. over a long sleeve shirt too. you could wear it that way yeah. too yeah. I was just over thinking... a t-shirt long sleeve t-shirt when it gets colder definitely see i bought a lot of yarn i think i bought an extra skein, you bought three and I bought four, or vice versa. I, I bought one more I than bought you did. Four then and I you bought, bought five. five, and I only used three. I was just thinking that would be super cute in a tunic length, belted over a long sleeve t shirt and skinny yeah. jeans or a pencil skirt or it, something. It would be would. super cute. Absolutely. I may do that. Yeah, because you'll definitely have enough yarn. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know I have enough to do more than that. So I was vacillating. Do I do the tank? And have extra yarn, or maybe now I'll do it more cheaply. Yeah, actually looking at my project page, I only used 2.8 skeins, and each skein is 180 yards. Yep. So it's that. a lot of yarn, even though it is a fingering weight. So it goes, it goes pretty far, but 
I really liked it. I really liked working with it. It did not feel tight or harsh on the hands at all. I think because of the construction of the yarn, somewhat chained. Not like usual cotton or linen you would expect. Some people have hand issues when right. they knit with yarns that aren't as stretchy. And this one seems fine for me. So I'm and it's excited. really a cute, cute top. The lace pattern is really pretty, and it's just a flattering little silhouette. It is. I'm very happy with it. So thank you very much, Megan. Love the pattern. <laughs> yep. And what are you wearing, Gail? I am wearing my jeweled cowl, which is a free cowl pattern by Sachiko Umura. And this is the second one I've knit. The first one I gave away as a gift. And this one I knit in Dragonfly Fibers Pixie Base, which is their single-ply merino fingering and this colorway is called walking on the sun and it's pinks <laughs> and oranges and reds and yellows colors outside of what i would normally wear but they're all so pretty together and the way it knit up it almost is striped in those colors which is really pretty and it's called the jeweled cow because it has some beadwork in it but it's a very very simple pattern so if you're interested in trying something with beads i highly recommend this one it just makes such a pretty fo too it's just a perfect lightweight cowl like we said it's pretty warm here but it's just a nice layer around my neck over my tank top so mm -hmm. I really really like it now this is one of the yarns you got at stitches this year correct yes it was I think the first yarn nice. from stitches West 2014 that I cast on oh nice yeah I think I cast on pretty much immediately for this cowl because the colorway was just so pretty yeah. I was I wanted to knit it yeah and I'm glad I did. I, I vacillated over whether I should buy it or not. I had it in my hand for a long time before I actually you did. bought I it. I remember. Yeah. Should I do it? Should I do it? Should I do it? Because it was, it's at, like you said, out of your usual color range. Yep. The oranges and the yellows are definitely not something I normally wear. So because they were mixed with a little bit of pink, you know, they could sneak in. So yeah, it's a fun FO. It's a nice knit and it's a fun thing to wear. It's a great gift cowl also yeah because it, it makes you look so studly as a knitter because you have beads and it's really just knit in round forever so that's what i'm wearing Yay. what have you been stocking lately blankets <laughs> i like it blankets you can tell the seasons are changing if yeah. you're looking at blankets well, i knit a blanket in june i remember that was that sample knit that i knit out of the dragonfly fibers traveler and I have a wedding coming up of two very good friends. And I decided that I'm going to knit them a blanket. They also bought a new house within the last year. No, maybe a little over a year now. So they have the house and now they've kind of settled on their living room furniture. And I so I'm making a blanket. So, which blanket? I was stocking patterns and stocking patterns and stocking <laughs> patterns because, of course, there are a lot of blanket patterns out there. And actually, one of the interesting things that I found when I was stocking for patterns was if you go to the pattern page on Ravelry, they have the quick links for categories. And they didn't have one for blanket. And I thought, oh, there must be, well, there wasn't one, at least, I don't know if they change or what, but they do have one. It's just hidden one more click. You have to, there's the categories and right above the categories, it, there's another button to, or a place to click to go to another page and it says view all categories. And if you go to view all categories, 
then there are 200 plus categories there. And mm -hmm. blanket, of course, was one of them listed under home. So I went to blanket. And then you get the big yes, listing. Yes, huge list. Yes. Yeah. So I perused so many blankets. I knew that I wanted something that was probably simple enough that didn't have any lace or any cables. And in the back of my head, I was thinking either color block or log cabin. So I did find several and a lot of them are free. There's a lot of really nice free blanket patterns out there. You can also cat, you can also go in and specify when you click search inside this category that you just want to see free patterns or you just want to see patterns in your library. And I finally narrowed it down and I am knitting one of them, but I did spend a lot of time stocking blankets. So, <laughs> so what did you say? On? Oh, or is that for what am I knitting? I, I, I can talk about that one later. Yeah. Because I just wanted to mention that blankets were just a big thing that I was stocking this week. Now, did you find other blankets that you queued, patterns that you queued, that you think you might make in the future? I didn't queue any of them. Well, you use your queue very judiciously. I so. I use that sparingly, but yeah. I, can't, I may have favorited a couple. Because I like knitting blankets. So do I. I haven't made that many, but it's been fun. They're... If you find a pattern that you get along with well, so to speak, <laughs> then you just go, go, go. And I like it. Yeah, I and really enjoyed the log cabin blanket. I really enjoyed knitting that. Well, that's what I keep thinking about the blanket that you knit in the single ply merino. And not DK Twist is what I used for the log cabin blanket. Oh, okay. It just came out so nice. I, yeah. Well, it's that squishy garter yeah. stitch that's yeah. so cozy and warm. Yeah. And this one is out of the Traveler, and it's 100% merino, but it's the same feel. It's just so squishy and nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> love, love it, love it, love it. Love it. <laughs> we had a slight technical glitch. Charlene was telling us about what she was stocking, and she was stocking. moving from blankets to... To my number two that I'm stocking is a pattern called Watercourse by Karina Spencer. And it's actually a pattern that's a couple years old. So there's 77 projects on Ravelry right now. And I'm at some point going to look through those projects. So Watercourse is a knit in the round, bottom up, short sleeve, tunic length, hooded cardigan with very deep pockets in the front and I-cord edgings. You can do optional long sleeves on it, but the hood is the real picturesque piece on the garment or picturesque um, design element, design element it's on the garment. It is because it's a very, very large hood and the hood has ribbing or a cable, a pattern on the edge of the hood and it's really really gorgeous my one hesitation would be the size of the hood because while that is the one showpiece uh, feature it also looks really big and i've just had that problem before even though i really like hoods i've had the problem when i've made really big hoods that they've pulled back the garment 
because the hood has been so heavy. Right. So it pulled back the garment so that it didn't sit properly on the shoulders and the neckline got pulled back. I, I made one a long time ago where the neckline was would end up kind of choking, choking me yeah. because the hood was just so heavy. And what weight does that pattern call for? What yarn weight? It's worsted weight. So it's going to be heavy. Worsted weight knit at 18 stitches to 4 inches. So... See, because I remember, I've seen that pattern. It's been in my favorites for a mighty long time because it, it is really pretty. It, but it's I very pretty. It's yeah. that fear of the heavy hood that has always right. kept me from knitting it. Right. So I mentioned I want to look through the projects. I want to look through and see if anybody has maybe made a smaller hood or maybe you don't need it. I don't know. It wouldn't so be quite the same sweater without the hood. And though. that's exactly it. It. it Maybe wouldn't be, or not necessarily without a hood, but maybe with a smaller yeah. hood. Yep. So that's what I would think about. I, But it's a very cute pattern. And like I said, it's two years old. I'm not sure how I came across it, but that is Watercourse by Karina Spencer. And then the third thing that I've kind of been stalking is just in general, I've been having a really good time looking at all of the fall pattern releases. Yeah. There's been a lot. A lot. One from Brooklyn Tweed, one from Amirisu, and then the Knitty Magazine. And I, I'll mention one pattern from the Knitty Magazine, which I do like, and that's called Krida. And it is... It's very me, pretty. It's very, very pretty. pretty. Very feminine. Let me open up that pattern. It is written by Madeline Nielsen. And it is a cardigan that is knit in part lace and part stockinette and we've both knit cardigans that have been lacy before you mentioned the laika the laika thank you and very neon. much yeah. and neon both gail and i knit those and it's a cardigan with an all over lace pattern and then i knit grace that has lace on the yoke and this one has diagonal well lace that starts diagonally in the yoke and goes down and then the lace pattern is also at the bottom half of the sleeve and if you look at the back of the sweater you kind of see diagonals of the lace pattern as well and it's really cute i'm i'm quite liking this one i like it too does and it say what weight yarn it calls for i can't remember i believe I it's looked. worsted weight oh, okay. which is another fun feature yeah <laughs> It's this one is knit at sixteen stitches to four inches in stockinette stitch, and both Gail and I have been mentioning that we want to make a a big needle sweater. <laughs> we we've been texting a lot lately. I want to knit a worsted weight sweater, mm -hmm. something on big needles that goes quickly. I do. I want to dust off my larger needles because everything that I've been making so far has been knit on. Smaller needles, teeny finger tiny needles. size yarn, yep. and it would be fun to knit something on bigger needles that would go a little more quickly. It's nice to have those instant gratification knits, especially yes. if it's a sweater that goes quickly. Exactly. It's very exactly. satisfying. So that is Krida, patterned by Madeline Nielsen in the latest Knitty magazine. And both Gail and I were saying that it was really nice to see something we liked in the Knitty magazine because the last few issues, neither of us have really been inspired by anything. Yeah, and I've heard that mentioned by a lot of people on Ravelry recently in different threads, just the fact that they haven't been very inspired by Knitty patterns mm. recently, which is yeah. sad because 
it used to be a new nitty came out and there was just a flurry yes. of cast ons <laughs> for several of the patterns in the issue. So. Yes. Yeah. So that's been, that was fun to see something that I really liked come out from them. Yep. So I enjoyed that. How about you? What are you stocking? Okay. So I'm still stocking birthday knits to decide which sweater to cast on for my birthday. And the decision is definitely between Diary, which is by Anna Strick. And that would be in my DK weight natural fin wool or monomania, which is the chevron striped sweater by Ann Weaver. That would be in neighborhood fiber company rustic fingering in beautiful bright, bright colors. <laughs> and as of right now, monomania is way in the lead between the two for various reasons. I brought both yarns here to show Charlene today. And there was so much ooing and aahing from both of us <laughs> on the monomania swatch that I made that that was just, you know, the clincher. Oh, those colors. I just have to knit those colors right away. Although Diary will be cozy and delightful and that yarn is just to die for. So I'm the scales are still in motion going back and forth. Which one am I going to do? It's so pretty. And as we've mentioned, that chevron pattern has both of us have been gravitating towards chevron. Patterns. It's true. Absolutely. I've been so attracted to them. I want to knit all the chevron cowls with uh, self-striping fingering right now. Because you don't have to change yarns. <laughs> I love looking at those patterns. So again, birthday knit, monomania, or diary, it will probably be monomania. And one thing that I did this weekend is I read through both of the patterns. And monomania is going to be much easier, much more simple of a knit, will require much less brain power. Diary will be very fun, but it will be more challenging just because of the construction and some of the design features. So the fact that I'm kind of craving more knits that I don't have to do a lot of thinking also <laughs> is tipping the scales towards monomania. Right. And it depends what you need in, in your life, what niche you need to fill yeah. in your knitting basket, you know, the type of project you mm -hmm. need, because we all have projects that are, that don't have to think about the complicated projects, the pick up yep. and go projects. So it depends what niche you need to fill. Yeah, I did a little bit of that niche hunting over the weekend <laughs> and cast on a project that would be just simple in the round and was going to cast on a shawl. And I was going to cast on Echoes of Color by Hohi Locatelli. And I pulled that pattern out and read through that as well. And the beginning of the shawl, while not difficult, does require you to count and think. And I thought, I just don't want to do this yeah, right now. I just not, want stocking it in the round. Don't so have the brain space. Exactly. Whatever <laughs> works in the knitting bag or your life in general. And right, right now, monomania is looking like the easiest. <laughs> and then speaking of fall releases, Brooklyn Tweed just released their fall mm -hmm. collection, as Charlene mentioned. And there is a hat in the collection that I fell in love with. It's called Skiff, and it's by Jared Flood. And it is beautiful. It is a deep rib. You can either knit enough ribs so that you can fold the brim or not, depending on your preference. And the rest of the hat is cables. And it has a pom-pom on the top. Of course, that's optional too. But although I've complained many times about how slouch hats just don't look very good on me, I really want them. I want them to be cute on me and I want to wear them. So when I saw the hat, I fell in love with it. And I had one of those awesome moments when you realize you have the perfect pattern and yarn combination. I remembered a beautiful skein of yarn my friend Maggie gave to me. That's the, oh, now I'm going to forget the name. 
Dererum Natura, I think is the dyer who's in France. And the base is called Gilliatt. And I have a beautiful peacock blue skein that is just going to make that the most beautiful hat ever. So yeah, once I thought about that skein of yarn and thought about the pattern, I thought, oh, those just have to be together. They have (laughs) to become one. So that will be on the needles fairly soon. And the other one that is another new pattern. It's not even available yet. It will be available September 20th. So probably by the time you're listening to this, it will be available. It is a cowl and it's by Susan Ashcroft, who is knit nerd on Ravelry. She is the fabulous designer behind the TGV high speed knitting shawl and many other shawls and cowls. This is a new design called Daughter Approved. Apparently, all of the samples that Susan Ashcroft knit, her daughter adopted. So it is daughter approved. It's a very pretty textured cowl that I believe has ribbing on both edges, but it just looks so comfy and cozy. And this was another one of those fireworks moments where I thought, I have the perfect Perfect. yarn for that pattern. (laughs) Shasta of Shasta Daisy Yarn sent us each two skeins of her MCN DK last year, and mine is a beautiful, beautiful bright pink. And it will make a beautiful daughter-approved cowl. So that will likely be on the needles very soon, too. I just love that excitement of, ooh, 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 it's the right yarn for the right project. And you just, that thrill you get of, I have to cast it on because it's going to be so beautiful. I love that. So daughter-approved and skiff, soon to be on the needles in addition to a new sweater. But (laughs) that's a little bit. I have like 10 days, I think, until I have to make that final decision. (laughs) So what are you knitting lately? I am knitting, well, I finally picked up in the last two weeks, I picked up my Crazy Jay Walker socks again, the socks that I started before summer and have been in hibernation for most of the summer. Yay! And I'm to the point now where I just want to get them moving, want to get them off the needles. I kitchenered the toe on the second sock and I- The second sock? Yes. And I need to put in the heel on the second sock. Oh, afterthought heel socks. Uh, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I should have said that. Yes, I did do a mod to the pattern. So I'm doing afterthought heels because I'm using yarn. I'm using, I call them crazy jaywalkers because I'm doing them in a crazy Zauberball yarn. And it's somewhat striping. So I did modify the pattern a little bit to put in afterthought heels. Thank you. I totally forgot about that because it's been so long since I've worked on them. (laughs) Fabulous. So you really, really are almost done. So I am almost done. You could finish those this evening. I could, but I won't. (laughs) If you you had time to focus on the heel. If I could focus on it, but I probably won't because I'm knitting on something else, (laughs) which also the second thing that I'm working on is not what I'm going to be knitting tonight. But it is the Magnolia Cardigan by Hohi Locatelli. And I have finally gotten through the body on that. And I'm on the bottom ribbing. The body was a lot of stockinette. So it filled that niche in my knitting bag where I could knit on that for many, many inches without thinking about it. Just back and forth stockinette. So there is that niche that I need, at least, where I don't have to think too much about it. And you can watch Outlander and, I can and not watch, drop a stitch. Yes, I can watch <laughs> Outlander, not drop a stitch. I can watch movies, whatever, and keep going. And so I'm to the point now where I'm on the bottom ribbing on that. I need to try it on with jeans because that's how I will be styling it and see how long I want to make that. And then I will just have the sleeves to go. 
And the sleeves are called modified drop sleeve, meaning the the body was knit in one piece. So I kind of have that the shape of the body and then I pick up around the armhole and will knit down for the sleeves. And I'm thinking about seeing if I can modify that and maybe knit the sleeves flat instead of in the round. We'll see. I have see. sleeve dread at the moment, so. Well, and a lot of my sleeve dread comes when I have to knit sleeves in the round sometimes, just because, I don't know. Sometimes I prefer knitting sleeves in the round, and sometimes I prefer knitting them flat. Yeah, that's it, interesting. It depends. Because you were just saying that, you know, you socks, stockinette is easy to knit in the round, and to me, mm-hmm. I would think of a sleeve as a sock. You know, it's just round and round and round in a yeah. tube. So I'm surprised that you don't enjoy knitting them in the round. Sometimes it's in this situation when you have the big body of the sweater and then you have to wrangle That's the big body of the sweater. Yeah. Sometimes when I knit a sweater top down, I knit the sleeves before I knit the body of the sweater because then I don't have to wrangle the big body of the sweater and I find it easier just to wrangle the yoke back around with the sleeves. With the sleeves. Yep. But on this sweater for some reason I didn't think it didn't even occur to me to do that and it's a really big sweater. So I'm it may be easier for me to knit back and forth. We'll see. I'll have to read through the pattern and figure out if that's an easily made modification, if it's one that I want to take on. I think it, it would be easy it, to it modify. probably would yeah. be. So, And then I would just have one seam going down the sleeve, which would work fine for me. I don't mind that at all. And then the third thing that I have been working on is the biggie that you heard me mention previously. It's the blanket that I've started. I'm doing a chevron color block blanket, and that's actually what the free pattern on Ravelry is called. It's called the chevron color block blanket, and just like, as I mentioned previously too, we're for some reason in a chevron kind of place. (laughs) Who knows where these trends pop up from? I have no idea, but all of a sudden... Gail and I were both talking about these chevron patterns. And I've been stalking chevron pattern cowls. That's for, right. For self-striping yarn, because then you have to change the colors. Right. How awesome right. would that be? So I have three colors of the Dragonfly Fibers Traveler, which is the same yarn that I used for the sample blanket that I made. The sample blanket that I made was knit in a set called Winter Woods, and I have three of those colors that I ordered that I'm going to be using for this blanket and it's color block so one there's a gray and then two browns so I'm going to be going gray brown gray brown gray and I have 1680 yards so I really need to get knitting I'll pick it up right now and Knit Keep another going. row. Yes. Well, and that's another one that you can knit and watch Outlander at the same time. Right? It is. See, it is. I'm dropping these Outlander hints because <laughs> whether you watch the TV show or not, my husband even likes it, so we've been watching it. There are a lot of hand knits in the show. There and are a lot of hand knits, and it's been really fun to go through and 
play I Spot the Hand did. <laughs> yeah, the shawls and cowls. And it has inspired a lot of projects or new patterns on mm-hmm. Ravelry. And one of our friends, Strawberry, Strawberry Frog, her name is Lori, she's designing a a neat design around Outlander. And it's just been fun to even stock type in Outlander in the pattern page on Ravelry yeah. and see what comes up. Some really neat, neat projects. Kind of like when the last Hunger Games movie came out and there were a lot of things inspired by Katniss's vest right. and things like that right. on that movie. So that's been really fun on Ravelry. And a lot of, yeah, a lot of the patterns are copies of what the characters have been wearing yep so that's been fun yeah super fun and there's another another knitting reference from pop culture i'm reading the book the goldfinch right now by donna tart and reserving all comments about my opinions on the book they mention knitting in the book one of the secondary characters says something about this woman he met who she's beautiful and she knits sweaters can you imagine that <laughs> and later in the book they mention santa cruz so santa cruz and knitting in the same book wow. like, oh my gosh this is so cool <laughs> Okay, and what about you, Gail? What are you knitting? Okay, in my hands right now, I have a pattern with the very descriptive name of Number 9 Hat and Cowl. (laughs) It's from the Knit Simple magazine and their winter 2012-2013 issue. And I got the magazine recently on eBay because I had fallen in love with one of the other patterns. But when the magazine arrived, there were several patterns that I really, really liked. And this was one of them. And it is a hat and a cowl. Basically, you cast on and you knit some beautiful twisted rib ribbing. And then you knit in the round for something like 11 inches. And then at the top, you bind off and weave in, like with eyelets, you you weave in yarn so that you can cinch the top closed. So if you want to wear it as a cowl, you uncinch it, pull it down around your neck. If you decide you want to wear it as a hat, you pull it up, cinch it, tie it, and then it's a slouchy hat. And I just love the pattern. I love the idea. Of course, it has tassels or pom-poms at the (laughs) end of the tie. So, of course, I was attracted to that. And I've been trying really hard to knit from stash and rediscover, you know, you buy yarn because you fell in love with it. Right. And then it gets put in stash and you don't see it and you forget about it. And I just was looking through my stash and said, I have the most beautiful skein of Madeline Tosh DK twist in the coquette colorway. And it really needs to be that number nine hat and cowl. So I am almost done with the ribbing, and it is just so pretty. It's one of my favorite colors of Madeline Tosh yarn ever. It's like the magnolia, the color you're using is the perfect Charlene color. This is the perfect Gale color. It's really gorgeous. It's lovely. Really, really gorgeous. So that's the first thing I'm knitting. And I also took my Hito Fude back out. So it is back in rotation, and I'm loving knitting that. I did the first increase, I'm on chart B, so it's the first increase chart for the body. And I just love it, it's so much fun. It's not a portable knitting project for me, although the lace is really easy for me to, I have it memorized, I don't even need to look at the pattern. However, I'd wanna pay attention to it while I'm knitting it. I can watch TV and do it, but I can't watch TV and have a conversation and do it, which I can <laughs> with most of you know the the mindless knitting projects. So I'm really enjoying Hito Fude, really enjoying all the chatter in the knit along thread that we have. So if you don't know, we have a little mini Hito Fude knit along in our Ravelry group, and there are probably at least twenty different people who are actively knitting it right now, or who have already finished. Like nice. Inez, oh my gosh, she has finished. I think she's finished four 
of them and she is working on both five and six right now wow. so she has varied the lace pattern she has varied the length the length of the sleeves and of course knit them in very different colors and they're all beautiful so i'm really enjoying that knit and obsidian so i talked about obsidian pretty much incessantly over the last several episodes whether i was going to knit it or not and i cast it on and i love it i think i cast it on as soon as i left last time we recorded maybe and it had been in timeout for the last few days. I had a really miserable cold a mm, week or yeah. so ago, and I was down on the couch for days. And Obsidian is one of the easiest knits I've ever knit for a sweater. <laughs> it is garter stitch, pure heaven, wonderfulness. Highly recommend the pattern. And it was perfect knitting for when you really don't feel well, but you're well enough to knit. You know, you're not <laughs> nauseous necessarily. You're just miserable. So it was perfect. And it went into timeout briefly because I typically modify patterns so that if it's top down, I do the decreases for the waist per pattern. And then I usually add an extra increase or two because my hips are bigger than the top of my body. So I did that with this pattern and then I tried it on and I didn't really like the fact that it was kind of too big at my hips, but I tried it on for Charlene today and she has convinced me that it's not too big for my hips. So to me, when I looked in the mirror, if you've ever seen the Amy Herzog class or, or read her book about if you have positive ease at your hips, the sweater kind of floats around you like a UFO, I think is how she described it. <laughs> and to me, looking in the mirror, I really felt like it was sticking out at my hips instead of hugging them. And I've knit this not tunic length per the pattern. I've knit it so that it will fall kind of not quite mid-hip, almost mid-hip, so that I can wear it with pencil skirts or pretty much anything I want. And now that it's not going to be in timeout because I don't have to rip it back and undo that I last increase. I don't think it was too big. I mean, I'm going to try it on with try it more on realistic again clothes at home. With style it is what I'm trying to yeah. say. Style it and then you'll get a better yeah. answer. Because I was looking at it with a skirt. Yeah, the that skirt you I'm wearing now wear is too full. I wouldn't it. pair them together. And it's a really full skirt, so I may have gotten a false sense, but I didn't think it was. But well, ask, style it. I'll um, ask Max, too. He'll give me a <laughs> But the, the other reason, because I thought I'd have to rip back and undo that last increase. It was on timeout. But the other reason is because now I have to start the sleeves. <laughs> and I'm in sleeve denial. Sleeves are not my favorite thing to knit, but... I think they'll go pretty quickly, and I really want to wear it. Like you said about Magnolia, you really want the FO. Yeah. So that's driving me to finish this. And it's in that beautiful Western Sky Knits 50-50 merino and silk fingering in the aluminum colorway. And it's just so pretty. Feel that. I have it folded up on itself, and it's yeah, just so squishy. It it's is. just that garter stitch. It will be stylish enough that I could wear it to work or casually, and it's going to be so warm and yeah, comfortable and so soft and squishy. So... That's obsidian, and I'm fondling it right now. I think I forgot to mention that it's a Lisa Much pattern. So that will probably... I want to get this done in time for the end of the knit-along, which is six days away. So mm -hmm. I better get cracking on those sleeves. Yes. So it has to get back up higher on the list. So that's what we've been knitting. And what have you finished since the last episode? I have finished my second scrappy shawl. Son of the first scrappy shawl, I guess I should say, because well, I you guys I have heard me talk about this shawl that I knit just from a bunch of leftovers of sock scraps. And I made one a couple episodes ago that was donated to a knit along. And well, 
donated as a knit-along donation. Knit-along donation yeah. or a, um, not a fundraiser, but a... Charity. Charity event. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> the words escaped me. So that was my first scrappy shawl. And then I liked it so much that I started another one in completely different colors. This one was blues and greens and browns. And I finished that. You don't sound over the moon about it. Oh, no, I was, I'm actually really happy about okay, it. Okay, good. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so. No, I'm, I'm very happy with the way it good. came out. And then the second thing that I finished, you've already heard about. It's my Over the Top Tank Top by Megan Williams. So I talked about that previously, so I don't think I have to say anything else. So okay. two things that I've finished. How about you? I've finished a ton of stuff. Have you? <laughs> I knit another pair, another two pairs, actually, of the zigzag mitts, which is a free pattern by Whole Earth Education on Ravelry. They're the chevron stripes that you can knit with any worsted weight yarn. And I've striped mine in two colors. And you knit them flat, and you seam them, and it's... The fastest, easiest, really most pleasant cool knit. Pattern. And yeah. they're, they're awesome. I knit two pairs that will be Christmas gifts for my neighbors, and they are both small people. And I knit in the pattern she tells you if you want to make them shorter, cast on this number of stitches. So I knit the shorter pairs for my neighbors and two of the longer pairs, one of which I'll be... So I've knit four pairs now, one of which I will be keeping for myself because it's my favorite colors. It's a beautiful teal, tonal, variegated uh, colorway called Brain Freeze by Candy Skein Yarns. It's beautiful. And I paired that with black Liberty Wool. So it's a very popping color combination. And then with the scraps of those mitts and some other scraps that I had in my worsted box, I knit another I Was a Teenage Mutant hat. So... Actually, I've knit two more of those since we last recorded. So I've now used up 10 little partial balls from my worsted That's scraps awesome. <laughs> into four pairs of mitts and two hats. And That's I could awesome. not be happier with the the FOs. They're just so cute and functional. And they're the kind of things, if you're like me, sometimes you knit something and you don't wear it because it's too nice. Yeah. You know, I don't want to wear that because I might sweat. I don't right. want to wear that because the dog hair might get on it. You know, whatever the reason is. Well, these, I will wear them because I know that it wasn't a huge investment of time or money. So it almost feels like I could wear them to go running or I could yes. wear them, you know, to walk the dog and I'm not going to ruin some right. time consuming, totally painstaking knit. Yeah. So I'm really happy with these. And then the other one that I finished is another free mitt pattern on Ravelry, which is fantastic, called the Easy Fingerless Mitts by Roxanne Richardson. Very aptly named because I think it took me maybe two hours per mitt to knit these. They are not chevron. They are not striped. I used a beautiful skein of yarn that was brought back as a gift from Rhinebeck last year from our friends Stella and Joanne, right, mm -hmm. who went to Rhinebeck. And this is thin yarn that was hand-dyed from the makers of the yarn, obviously. Well, that's not obvious. I think that there was a ranch where they raised the sheep, etc. And it is in beautiful fall colors, orange, deep orange and gold and teal and green and a burgundy. And I had 95 yards. And I wasn't finding anything that I liked that was going to work with 95 yards. 
And browsing through Ravelry, I stumbled upon this pattern and thought, oh, it's going to be perfect. It did turn out perfect. It's the easiest, even easier than the chevron mitts. You cast on for knitting flat. You have a wider bit of of garter stitch at the cuff. You have stockinette stitch and then a smaller section of garter stitch that goes around your fingers. And you knit flat. Then you bind off and then you seam and you leave a two inch hole for your thumb. So literally maybe two hours, maybe permit. And they are just beautiful and they're perfectly comfortable. They fit perfectly. Couldn't be happier with these. So I highly recommend that pattern. And again, I used, I had yarn left over, sadly. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I used maybe, I'm thinking maybe 80 yards of yarn to knit these. And I do have a very narrow wrist. So you know, depending on the size of your hand, my hand's a small circumference, so some people might use more. But awesome, awesome pattern, fabulous FO, and I will wear these a lot. <laughs> and actually, you know, I'm glad that they're mitts because these are kind of darker jewel tones and autumn tones that I would normally wear because I was thinking like a cowl or a hat, mm-hmm. but I actually like looking at them. So the <laughs> fact that they're mitts, I can they're see really them. Nice, yeah. So Great lots color. of FOs this time, and I'm super happy with all of them. All right, we have a huge set of announcements today, but first we wanted to do a knit-along update because, like I mentioned, only six days left to go. So we are going to close the thread on Monday, September 22nd in the morning. That will be U.S. Pacific Standard Time, so if you're on the East Coast or somewhere else in the world, you probably have more time. And so far, as of yesterday morning, 85 finished projects and some of the ones that I wanted to mention over the last few days, our friend Stephanie, who is soulmate on Ravelry, she has finished, I think, three or four sweaters, a shawl, and two (laughs) hats. Just beautiful. She did a collage in her post. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely beautiful stuff, Stephanie. And I've been able to see a couple of those in person when we saw her in San Francisco a few weekends ago. A few weekends. A month and a half ago. (laughs) Really pretty stuff. And Carol Shue... She made a beautiful, beautiful shawl. I think it was Paula from the Knitting Pipeline, one of her patterns, but she did a variegated yarn at the top, and then she did the lace border in a solid color, and the variegated had so many of the Pantone colors in it, and it was just beautiful with the border. I want to say it was Sangria, but I could be completely wrong now. It looked so pretty, and I instantly went off to stock the yarn that she used, and she didn't have it listed. I was like, oh, I wanted to know what that yarn was. So that is a really, really pretty shawl. I definitely highly recommend that you go check out all of the pretty FOs. Oh, and the third one, Yarning for a Smile. I love your avatar, first of all. You look like an Eskimo. Her name is Kimberly, and she did a color affection in three colors i would not have combined two blues and and a gray oh. it's one of the prettiest color affections i've ever seen oh nice it's really really pretty so i wanted to mention that one too so keep knitting by the time <laughs> well we won't be mentioning prizes until we record again the 30th of september i believe right. so that's we'll when we'll make a... the announcements yes so until then keep knitting a few more days, and then we'll close that thread. Can't wait to see what pops up because in the next six days. I bet you yeah. lots of yeah, projects will probably, be put up. Probably. Very fun. And we have a lot of announcements. We have a lot of announcements. 
The first one is that Gail and I will be making a presentation at the Santa Cruz Knitting Guild next month in October. There are two meetings that we will be at. The first one is their day meeting, which will be, no, reverse that. The first one is the night meeting, which will be on Tuesday, October 14th at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And that is in Santa Cruz. If there are any local folks who would like to come and visit the meeting either that night or the day meeting, which is on the following Thursday, October 16th at 10 a.m. And I will put location details in our Ravelry group if you are interested. But if you're local and would like to come visit, we would love to see you there on either of those meetings. And the guild is very, very open to having members come and visit. They they love to have yes. guests. Yes, so. absolutely. And Gail and I went to see Rachel Heron last month. With, well, this month, actually. <laughs> it will be last month by next month, but that's confusing. So we went to see Rachel Heron. She did a presentation at the night meeting this month, and that was really fun. She spoke a little bit about her writing and the work she does and the books that she's written and will write, and she graciously gave us a couple of copies that we will be using for a future prize drawing. Yes, signed copies of two of her books, Fiona's Flame and Cora's Heart. And we will be doing more of an in-depth review on Rachel Heron, some more information in a future episode, but she was fantastic. She was she, great. She and gave a lot of really cool information about the writing process and the process of getting published in addition to how to fit it all into your own life. And yeah. she was fascinating. I really it was, enjoyed it. It was interesting. And it was fun for me because I got to reconnect with Rachel. We had we and she's a knitter. Which she's, we, she's a knitter. And the yes. books are, are knitting. Knitting is the background of the yes. story is how she phrased it. Rachel and I used to attend a knit bloggers get together about 10 years ago in the Berkeley, Oakland area. So it was fun to reconnect with her. Let's see. And the second event we will be attending is Lambtown which is an event in Dixon, California, and that is the weekend of October Saturday and, and Sunday, 5th. October 4th and 5th. Gail and I will be attending on October 4th. So if you might be near or around the Dixon area and are interested in a what we are told is a very small wool festival, you may want to look it up. The website is, let's see, it's lambtown.org. And I'm told that it's a fun event. We've never gone. We will let you know. <laughs> yeah, and apparently it has a lot of lamb, obviously, related activities. Yes. Including food. <laughs> Hear me cry. And there are sheepdog herding events and different events that you can watch in addition to a vendor's market that has... Some of my favorite dyers are going to be there. I'm really excited. Sincere Sheep will be there, Brooke, and Invictus Yarns will be there, and several that I hadn't heard of, too. So I'm looking forward to maybe finding things that I don't want to buy a fleece or process wool. Don't get me wrong. But something that is more close to the sheep than what I typically have. So I'm really excited about that. I am, too. It's going to be fun. I am, too. And there will be lots of other knitters 
there well lots of others there will be several other knitters there who we know yes knitlet chicks are going to be there barb and tracy and our friends celia and stephanie are going to meet us there they're pinot noir and soulmate in the rav group so if you're going to be around please let us know because it would be fun to have a lunch together or shop together or whatever so definitely let us know and then i just want to make a public service announcement if you've ever purchased yarn from alon.com and maybe have some credits that are languishing you need to use those within the next few weeks maybe a month or so i got an email from them that they are changing the way their business model they're changing their business model and they are moving to an amazon marketplace and are no longer going to be physically storing yarns and because of that their customer loyalty program is going away so you have about a month to use those credits if you have one sitting in your alon.com account And our new big announcement, which you will be hearing more about in the future, is that we are part of a new knitting retreat called Northern California Knitting Retreat. Known as Knocker. Knocker. We're we're using the acronym Knocker (laughs) because it's fun. And we're likening this unto when you have a vacation, there are two different kinds of vacations you can have. You can have a relaxing vacation where you're lounging. You just are wandering to, from one thing you may want to do to another. There's probably a lot of knitting involved versus the kind of vacation that's a trip where you're sightseeing, you're moving from place to place. There's an agenda. There are things to do. That kind of work type of vacation. We've always envisioned a retreat as being the relaxing type of vacation where there isn't the clamor of a convention center around you and there's not the chaos of a million things happening and the stress of do I want to do this or do I want to do that. We've always wanted a retreat to be relaxing and mm-hmm. calming away from kids and traffic. <laughs> don't and have to cook. Animals. Don't have to do laundry. Yeah. And Charlene and I have talked about this for a long, Mm -hmm. long time, but we've never been super enthusiastic about taking on all the responsibilities of doing a retreat just between the two of us. So, So it turns out that other people have had the same thought, including Barb and Tracy of the Two Knit Lit Chicks. They have been interested in having some kind of a gathering, as have several other knitters who came together with the four of us to form the wonderful committee. And the committee has made made the planning and the nerves a lot easier. Yeah, we're spreading <laughs> it all us. out amongst we're, about eight people. Yes, maybe there's, even more. It's more. There's there's quite a few of us that have come together to take on different parts of what we're calling the Northern California knitting retreat. And this retreat will take place on Friday, April 17th through Sunday, April 19th, 2005. 2015. Oh, 2015. (laughs) I can't believe I said that. I'm looking right at it. 2015, people, next year. And And it's going to be somewhat locally at the St. Francis Retreat Center in San Juan Bautista. Yeah, so for Santa Cruz residents, it's a little over an hour away from us. And a lot of the other people in the committee live a couple hours yeah north of us so it's kind of in the middle not really near the beach but it's in a beautiful setting some things to be aware of is that it is a retreat center that's really no frills and everybody will be sharing a room there are no single rooms available we are keeping it very small because this is what we're kind of thinking hopefully will be the inaugural year where we're 
trying it out. We're seeing what works and what doesn't work. And we're starting with a really low number of attendees. So there's a strategy for how to enroll. <laughs> but before you think about registering, remember it's a, a relaxing retreat. We won't have a marketplace or classes. We'll have some various activities we'll talk about. But mostly the focus is hanging around with knitting friends and knitting. Yes. And double occupancy rooms that don't have a TV, they do have a bathroom. So you're sharing bathrooms only with your roommate, but no television. And I believe the Wi-Fi connection is in the common room. There's rooms. common rooms. So you, you're you not completely out of touch. There's a phone and everything, but yeah. it's not a, a high you know, luxury type of scenario. So <laughs> low key, relaxing. But it but it is clean and Oh absolutely, yes. So, at least yes. So the dates involved. So again the the, confer- the conference the retreat itself is April seventeenth to April nineteenth. So it's two nights <laughs> two nights, all meals included and from what I've heard the meals are very nice. And what are the other dates we need to know? We will be accepting registration forms after the date of October 15th. As Gail mentioned, we're keeping it small. We don't really know what to expect with a retreat or event of this type. It could be the 10 to 12 of us knitting by ourselves (laughs) in a room. It could be that some of you choose to join us, which we hope you will do. And What's going to happen is we're going to accept registration forms after the date of October 15th so that this message gets out and gets... People have a chance to listen. People have a chance to listen. And then we will direct you ultimately to a Ravelry group that will be specifically for the retreat and it will have more information there. And then once the registration forms start coming in, we'll see what happens if by chance we get more registration forms than we have spaces the spaces will be filled with a lottery system and we think that will we hope that will be the fairest way of giving everybody who wants to attend a chance once again we may not come to that if we do we'll try to be as fair as possible yep so all the other details the pricing the other dates that are important, like your deposit and when all of the monetary parts will be in the new Ravelry group. It's all going to be available online as well as how to get the registration forms will be there. Um, Activities that we'll have, we're we're not, like Gail mentioned, we're not gonna, it's not a conference. We're not gonna have big events, but there is a common room and I'm assuming that most folks will want to knit in the common room or outside nearby and Friday night we're going to have a little wine and cheese welcome for everybody that's arriving that will be happening before dinner so depending on what time you arrive you'll be able to socialize a little bit before dinner sit and knit a bit have something to snack on after your drive Gail and I are going to be having a little get-together where folks can share projects that they've knit or what are you wearing. Yeah, we're going to have a what are you wearing <laughs> Live activity. Live in person. So you can bring any hand knits that you've knit that you wanted to show and share and, you know, maybe allow other people to try them on if it's something with an interesting construction. Or mm-hmm. as, it, as the dates get closer, we'd like to, in the Ravelry group, have people, you know, oh, have you knit this particular thing? Can you bring it so that I can see it in real life? We thought that would be really fun. Exactly. If you've read any great books that you want to share or you want to bring along to show people, 
um, Barb and Tracy will be having a little book chat just like they do on their podcast. So if you have anything that you've read that you think everybody else will enjoy or something that you think people would like to look at, go ahead and bring that along. We may have a little stitch marker making class, which yeah, people we, will probably just be bringing their own tools for. Yeah, so not necessarily a class, but more like one of my family traditions the day after Thanksgiving is we pull out all the craft stuff <laughs> and everybody just makes things and you pass around ideas and people collect ideas before they get there. And we were thinking the same type of thing for yes, stitch markers. Exactly. You know, Very have you casual. made them? Show me how you do it. Yeah. I'll show you how I do it. And, you know, bring materials to share and things like that, beads and exactly. wire and whatever else. Very casual. That'd be really fun. And then there are also lots of hiking trails around the retreat center for walking, running, scenic hikes, that kind of thing. Yep. So, and I plan to do at least one run. So if anybody <laughs> else is interested in going with me, because I don't know the area, so we'll be very careful because they are trails. I don't think it's paved. There, I'm sure you could run in the paved yeah. areas too, but I'm thinking of a trail run. So that is it. Like we said, everything, all the information that you will need will be available soon in the Ravelry group. As and we it comes will link up. to that. And so when this, episode, to that. when this episode is live, we will have a link to the new Ravelry group if you're interested. Absolutely. So and lots, lots of events coming lots up. Lots of events coming up. We're super excited about the retreat. We are a little bit nervous, if you could tell in our voices, because this is all brand new and... You know, it's a big step. So we're hoping it's going to be a lot of fun. We're hoping that there's some interest out there for people to join us. It would be so cool to meet people in real life. Yes. I, I hope people are interested in yeah. coming. We'll see. Really fun. <laughs> and really fun to meet people in real life, not at a place like Stitches West, where you meet yes. so many people, it's hard to retain who you've met and the face with the name and everything. Sitting and knitting with people and having time to actually spend talking to them is going to be such a joy. Yeah. That'll so, be great. Super excited about it. So once again, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks everybody. And keep knitting those those knit along projects for Colors of Fall. It's almost done. I can't wait to see what you come up with. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Oh, and one more thing before I forget. I can't believe I saved this for the very end. Thank you so much for all of the iTunes reviews. I was on iTunes yesterday for the first time in a long time. It has not been working on my computer. We asked in January for our anniversary for people to give us iTunes reviews. Right. We have received so many fantastic reviews oh, since then. That's great. It's really, I, really, I really cool. I do go and check every once in a while, and I am so glad that you brought up that thank you. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you so much. And now we are coming up in searches and stuff, Yay. which we weren't before. So thank Yay. you so much. And thank thanks you. for listening and participating in the threads and all the other cool things you do. And happy knitting. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.